And we're live. <laughs> wait, we have an intro now. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Layout, a podcast about design, technology, and everything else. I'm Rafa. And I'm Kevin. In this episode, after a long break, we, we're going to catch up and introduce our show's season three. We are back, back, back again. Back, 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 back. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long while. It feels good to be back. Yeah, it's been so long that <laughs> some people were messaging us to be like, hey, is the show over? And we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's when we know. We're just on a holiday break, <laughs> and then I went on a trip, and then I got super sick. <laughs> and so now we're finally able to be back. And uh, yeah, it feels so nice to be back doing the show. I missed it. And when we take a break as long as this one, it's an opportunity for us to like start asking questions or like, what else do we want to do with the show? It feels like a checkpoint. Like, all right, let's regroup. Like, what are we doing? When we're going to come back, is it just going to be the same? And that's why at the in the intro, I think that now we're, we're going to try to do consistently. <laughs> season three, I don't know what to call this, but like... Let's call this a new season. And then we're trying to pick a number. Like, what season would this be? Because we never formally, you know, divided our show into seasons. And uh, Settle on 3, kind of like we've had the first season, as in this is kind of the show, I think. I think we're doing podcasts. I don't know. I mean, we were really learning how to do this, right? Like, we had yeah. no pod. Well, you had a bit more podcasting experience than I did. but Just slightly. At least, I'll speak for myself. I had no experience. <laughs> So we were trying to figure out what works well, what doesn't. We were just trying things out. And oftentimes we would realize we would feel forced to talk about certain topics. Uh, and then we'd realize, hey, actually, that doesn't necessarily always make for a great show. And so I think with season two, we were like, hey, we've actually learned a lot from just doing a lot of these episodes. We had also asked feedback from our audience which I thought was very helpful to like know what people are more interested in and what ends up working better for people. And we sort of had season two, at least at the beginning of it, was much more structured, right? Yeah, that's when we, I think we formalized the recommendations bit and like having a clear follow-up section at the intro at the top and then having, we try to have like a theme for each episode, which didn't really last all the way through. Then we just started being a bit more casual with it. But yeah, that, that's kind of like when we, season two, it's when we, first we got a new theme song. Well, not new anymore, but <laughs> it was new then. And we, yeah, we kind of settled on a structure. And I think this, we're calling it season three because we, I think we're going to change things up a little bit, just ever so slightly. And also, yeah, new theme song. I guess that's what warrants a whole new season is, <laughs> did, the, <laughs> did the music change? If so, all right, you can have your new season. <laughs> so the format it's not going to change too much, as in we want to keep a short thing at the top, like when we need to, we keep calling it follow-up because that's like podcast lingo. <laughs> but like we try to just touch or give an update on whatever topic we talked like in a previous episode, just if there's any new developments that we feel like are worth bringing up and mentioning. And then we're going to try to have like one topic per episode, a more focused topic <laughs> and we're going to try to keep the recommendations at the end because people seem to like that bit and it's quite easy for us and it's entertaining it's fun for us also to share it's the thing like when you talk to a friend that you haven't talked to in a week or two that's usually like that happens mm -hmm. organically in any conversation like what are you up to like what have you been watching or whatever so that's also kind of 
you know, for us, <laughs> we also need that. I think more importantly, we're going to try to make the shows quite shorter. <laughs> we're aiming for 30 minutes. Probably today's was going to be quite an exception because just there's a lot to catch up and stuff. And we have to do a bunch of this homework. I love that we're starting with like, <laughs> we're going to try, but this one's going to be longer. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. We've tried in the past to like keep it short and failed. But I think now there's hope because we're recording at a different time and it's early morning for you. Mm-hmm. So this is before you start work, you know, uh, which means that there's going to be a hard stop. Because you might have a meeting or, you know, or you just need to start working. <laughs> I might. Because <laughs> before it was, for me, it was like at the end of the night and for you it was like after work. And there was no really like a hard stop. Like we could just go on until, I don't know, one of us got really hungry or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think now that this is going to change now. I think there are more external factors that might help us stick to a shorter, more focused podcast duration, right? Also, we're going to do it every other week. So we're not going to do a weekly show anymore. The reason being, it's just after been doing this for almost eight years, this cadence feels a bit more sustainable. Because especially in the past when like we wanted to have one topic per episode, you just do that for like, you know, half a year. And you're going to find yourself in a position like, Ugh, what are we talking about this week? Like what? Sometimes we were like, we would force a topic just to have something to talk about. And with this one-week break in between, I think gives us more time to, you know, it's more sustainable. Also for us, we're busy and we have a lot going on and having this feels more, feels easier and better also for the show. So that's another thing we're changing. And also, by the way, we've been doing this for a while. Like the past, yeah, I don't know how many episodes, that's been our schedule. So it's not, I guess it's not new. We're going to stick to that. Yeah, so it's mostly going to be the same show to be honest just like a slightly more condensed version of it and hopefully that's gonna be a even better use of your time because we're gonna like condense all the good stuff <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see how it goes i think that's the interesting part too is just seeing like what is the evolution of this over time and i'm sure some things will will change and evolve through time as we get feedback and as we hear from you the listener so like don't hesitate to send us messages and tell us what you like, what you don't like. Fully more of the things that you do like than the things you don't like. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll we'll adapt and we'll see how this goes. But I, I'm excited for this to sort of like reset. Yeah. Like it feels like a, we're, we're doing a, a spring cleaning and, and we'll see if we stick with our good habits <laughs> or not. But at least we're going to try. Yeah. All right. So let's get on with it. Uh, we have a long list of topics, things we would like to talk about. Like, uh, you know, there's some AI stuff. There's like some things changing in the, the tech industry that we kind of want to talk about. But we've reserved this, let's say, this first episode of the new season. Although we're still calling it episode 249. We're not, you know, hitting a reset on the numbers um, because we wear those numbers as a badge of honor. Of course. 249 episodes. But we reserved this first episode to just catch up because I think... There's a lot of stuff that happened since the last time we recorded, and uh, I don't know. I think it would be fun to just catch up, see what's up. When we left off, I was just about to release the big update to Hand Mirror, so we kind of stopped, like, you know, not on a cliffhanger, but like, all right, so how did that go? <laughs> um, and I guess we can start there. Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah, Hand Mirror went, the, the launch it was good, although it was like one big bug like major bug uh on the first version 
so I had to like scram and just ship an update on that day. It was the first time I used the expediter review thing, you know? Right. So that was a bit nerve wracking in the actual launch day. But I have also tried to use it before, but I don't know if it was just me, but at least I didn't get any feedback that it's like, yes, like you did get the special blessed review. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i got it yeah maybe i didn't yeah it doesn't come with a little badge like yeah like did you get some sort of message or communication of like yes like this is the no okay no it was just a faster review but i didn't get a, a, an extra email i didn't get an extra anything it was just well and to be I, I timed it it was like two and a half hours since i shipped it pretty good submitted the review to being in a store yeah this is like a unspoken rule but like we all know that you can't abuse the expedited reviews but there's no number mm-hmm. like there, you can use two a year or whatever so like some people go their whole careers without ever requesting one because they feel like no i can maybe I only have one so i must save it for when it's really necessary so i have no idea i just know that i used it felt you know that it would warrant one and uh yeah the launch went really well a lot of bugs in the in, in the first week i was averaging at one build a day <laughs> for like the the first week oh wow just fixing like the big major bugs and still to this day i'm drowning i'll touch on this later but i'm drowning in support email all the time <laughs> but i i have no idea if it's like is this broken for everyone? Is this broken for like half of the users? Mm. Is this broken for like 10 people? It's really hard for me to gauge the the severity of like some of these issues that people have reported still to this day. But anyway, the response was pretty good. I got some mentions and some pieces, you know, some people written about it. For some reason, landed on The Verge again. And that was like very lucky because that's one publication that it was there in the past but i never really like reach out to them it was very organic which was great but like they focused on the one of the hand mirror plus features which is the notch trigger which is really well like you're not just selling the feature the the app you're actually promoting the paid feature so thanks for that and at one point they used one of the screenshots from app store which is a screenshot that like you can see me in the camera so i'm like just doing the peace sign at the camera and that was on the homepage of the verge so I took all the screenshots, I saved it as a PDF, and I'm going to frame it one day. But, like, <laughs> my face was on the homepage of The Verge one day yes, uh, for, like, an hour. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. I made some, like, good money. It felt like I, it, you know, it was worth the sacrifice, the investment of my time and energy. Like, in the beginning, I was like, ooh, if I can keep this up, I can quit my job. And, of course, <laughs> a week after, like, well, yeah, okay, maybe not so much anymore. And now it's like, yeah, now it's a, it's a nice side project. Um, you know, it's not... Yeah, <laughs> it's the, I can't quit my job. But it's, it's nice. I felt like it's the first time after years of doing side projects and sharing those that I've started making any money from it. So that's that's nice. And it's uh, also like motivating to keep going and like keep building it. So I released it December 16th and I had promised myself I was going to take January off. And of course, come January and I realized that actually still a lot of stuff that needs to be done that in the app there's still a lot of bugs that i didn't feel comfortable saying all right peace out i'm off for a month so i did something that i've never done in the past i've hired a a friend to like work on it like someone really with way more experience working on this type of apps to like help me not just fix some bugs but also like rewrite some of the logic and some of the like how i was handling uh camera sessions and whatever like and that was really nice for me to also like learn from 
someone way more experienced mm-hmm. with this. Because that was my thing. Like, hey, I can afford to just, you know, it was a friend. So they made me a really good price. <laughs> but like, uh-huh. have someone help me instead of me just keep, you know. At this point, it was, I was also extremely tired. So I did that. Of course, I failed the, I'm going to stay off work the whole month of January because I ended up building another app, which we can talk about in a second. But I think that was that was a really cool experience also. Like it felt like a real project, a real app. <laughs> like there's other contributors other than me. Yeah, that's nice. Were there any features that you wanted them to build or it was mostly a rewrite of some parts of the app? Yeah, at that point, at that state, it was not really a good idea to work on features at that point. Like I needed to just I see. keep working on the on the foundation of the app. Make it rock solid. Which, by the way, it feels like, I don't know, no matter what you do, <laughs> there's always bugs. Like, anyway, uh, so like, I still get a bunch of emails a day. So I feel like hiring someone for a side project is like, at least the way my brain works, <laughs> seems like a, a, a bit of a gamble. <laughs> like, like, one, some of, of the code that I write sometimes can be nasty, but two, I'm like, well, I like your style. (laughs) There's many ways to solve like programming problems. Yeah. And I feel like I'd want to do a lot of code reviews (laughs) once written before uh, bringing them into my project. And I did a little bit. In this case, so my friend is, he's very accustomed to jumping in other code bases, right? And like working on that. So he's very used to not just coming in and like rewriting everything, uh, which I really appreciated, and not only like he wrote a bunch of code, then but then also he walked me through them and like tried to really understand, uh, explain to me what was going on and why he did certain things. So you know, it's not like oh shit, now I have a bunch of code that I didn't write and I can't read and I don't know what's happening. So right. So that experience it was very positive for me. Nice, that's awesome. So yeah, so now it's uh, it's going. It's a uh, it's a side project like it was before, uh, but it's in a better place. It's making a little bit of money, and. Um, yeah, now the challenge is to find time to like keep working on it, which I intend to. Yeah, that's I mean, that's always a bit of a challenge. I mean, I think it's also okay that like at some point you're like this is the app, like you know, it is it is what it is and you know, it's fine <laughs> from a feature set standpoint. Like I think many people many people use it and are are perfectly happy with the the current feature set. So mm-hmm. at least my personal feeling of just using the app is I'm not like dying for, like, you know, this needs to be fixed. That needs to be, needs to be fixed. Maybe, maybe look at your inbox; it feels different. But mm-hmm. it seems like it's in a it's in a good state. <laughs> I started thinking about writing some tests because <laughs> pretty much like all the bugs that I have weren't bugs in the past. Like, like I keep breaking existing things that were working fine when I try to fix another a different thing. So yeah, I'm at the point like oof, it's yeah, unit tests that would be or UI tests that would be nice. <laughs> so that's another that's my next next thing to invest in. Exciting. Anyway, uh, tell me about your trip. How did that go? Where did you go? Yes. What did you do? So we went to Taiwan for a month, and we were uh, staying with my partner's family for most of the trip. It was absolutely incredible. Um, the weather was so nice compared to <laughs> when it was here in Montreal. Um, <laughs> We got to go to the beach. We went, uh, did some hiking in the mountains. We explored the city. It was just so, so nice. Um, we had so much amazing, delicious food. 
Like, it just seems like anywhere you go in Taiwan, like, the food is great, <laughs> like, all of, uh, all around. So jealous. And, yeah, just did a lot of different things. One of the things that was interesting is we actually worked for the first two weeks while we were there. Oh, wow. And there was a, like, 13-hour time difference. Um, but, like, given my job, like, what I do as a UX director... Basically, I'm constantly in meetings. Like, that's just something you just kind of have to accept. And by the way, if I can just say, I'm totally fine with that. Like, people, like, meetings get really a bad rap. Don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, don't take pity on me. Yeah, like, a lot of people hate these. Like, I don't. I think a lot of the conversations that we have in meetings are, like, great, useful, productive conversations. And I firmly believe that every one of these meetings is like adding significant value so yeah so basically being on a 13 hour time shift is kind of a no-go <laughs> if we're being in meetings yeah and so what we decided to do was to keep montreal time while we were there in taiwan okay. which means Oof. we were working overnight Oof. so basically we would wake up there at 9 p.m. Taiwan time, which is around oh like 8 a.m. Montreal time. And then we'd be working for the entire day. So from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., <laughs> which would be 5 p.m. Oh, my God. So we'd be working the entire night. After that, we take like a two-hour nap until about 8 a.m. And then we'd get up. And then we'd basically, like, this would be our, our evening, would be the morning. Right. You're there. And so we'd go out, we'd explore. Every day we would do something different. I'm grateful my partner is from Taiwan, so I had lots of things that he could just, like, show me. <laughs> um, so it ended up working perfectly, to be honest. Like, it really wasn't much of like of a difficult thing to do because one we were coming in from montreal anyway so we just kind of didn't really adjust to the time zone in the first place so we didn't have to do the sort of like time shift to get there so it was pretty natural to like roll from montreal time and keeping that while we were there and also what was really nice is we'd be free like all our mornings and so we could do something and it would be super quiet like there'd be basically no one anywhere so we'd be able to do a lot and weather was nice we got a lot of sunshine so it was like perfect uh and then we'd get back and then we'd go to sleep at around like 1 p.m which is about midnight montreal time which is generally when we go to bed anyways so we got plenty of sleep okay we got to do like tons of activities and still do some work. So it ended up being like a really good combination of things. And I would recommend it, honestly. Like if you're planning on, on like doing something like this, that ended up working really great. Couple tips. You basically rejected time zones. Yes, like, yes. Time zones are real. Shut up. <laughs> I forget who said that. I don't know if it was you, but people are saying it's like CGP Grey style. <laughs> just go to a place and just keep your time zone. But honestly, it ended up being perfect for these two weeks. Obviously, like if you're not working, don't do that. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> but if you are going to be working, like it's really not that bad. My tips. One, set all of your devices to the time zone that you're operating in. So for me... All my devices were set to Montreal time. So 
Like, wow. I would just look at the time and just be like, okay, like it's. How do you even do that, by the way? Like you go to settings, like clock, and just disable the automatic thing. Yes, exactly. Right? And you can select a specific time zone there. Right. Okay. And so I did that on all my devices, like my computer, my phone. I brought my iPad, but I didn't really use it. Uh, my iPad, uh, all of it. Second thing, one of the things that you, you think, like generally I use the 12-hour format on my phone because mm-hmm. that's just how I think about things. However, when you are on a 13-hour time difference, it's sometimes hard to tell whether it is daytime or nighttime. <laughs> like it's not quite clear. It's a bit of, of an abstract concept. <laughs> so I switched over to a 24-hour format just to make that really clear. How European of you. And, yeah. And the thing that ended up being interesting is for me, like during that time, time was a bit of a, an abstract concept. Like it really felt like each day had actually two days in it. Like I couldn't mm. always tell like, wait, are we the next day or <laughs> are we like the previous day? But you'd still recommend it. It sounds trippy. <laughs> It's a little trippy, but honestly, it really wasn't that difficult. Like, it was really straightforward. Okay. And, yeah, like, optimizes for just you having as much free time as possible and still being able to do your work. And also, the other thing is we could have done, like, hey, we basically are awake during the the evening and then work after. What we ended up doing was we wake up, work and then we have free time. And I think that that was also a good call because when you're waking up, you have like the most energy to spend while you're working. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, you have your more downtime where you're, you know, you're doing your activities. So if you're ever tired one day, you could just take it easy and not, right. not do that much or go to bed earlier. So cool. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Taiwan is beautiful. Also highly recommend visiting. Like there's so many things to do there. And around that time, like the weather was really nice. It was a nice break for from the winter. So yeah, it was really great. Cool. Yeah, that sounds as a Kevin Clark Instagram follower, that looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, I feel like I have to apologize to anyone who follows me on Instagram for the <laughs> insane amounts of pictures that we were posting every day. Got to use my camera a ton. Nice. I'm so glad I bought it. <laughs> like, such a great purchase. Did you tweak your workflow at all? As in like importing and editing workflow and stuff or, or no? Not really, although I can talk about that a little bit. So I basically followed the same workflow that I've used to with my old camera. So I use the SD card adapter to Lightning. Yeah. And I basically take pictures you know, all day, then take the SD card out of the camera, plug it in to my phone. My phone is the main source of like all the pictures. When you import it, we're doing the shared photo library now. Yeah. Uh, So when you import it, there's a toggle where you can say, hey, import as shared photos. So it'll like import all the photos from your camera to the shared library. And then like I do if anything, like any editing that I need to do directly on my phone. The great thing about Fujifilm cameras is the colors look amazing out of the box. There's things you can customize directly in the camera. I personally, I shoot JPEGs. Like I don't really even shoot raw. Same, man. Because honestly, like these files are so huge anyways. And I find that I just don't really need that ability to like push the images that much same i only switched to raw 
when I'm, I know it's going to be a tricky, challenging shot, and like I know I want to pull some detail from like shadows or whatever. But ninety nine percent of the times, yeah, just JPEG, whatever. Yeah, and my camera shoots forty me- megapixels. Like at some point during the trip, I lowered that down to twenty megapixels because I'm like, I interesting literally don't need that large of images. I need it for the crops, you know. Like I don't crop. Like I just I <sighs> crop in the viewfinder. <laughs> like I'll, I'll just frame my pictures. I crop like ninety percent of my pictures. Yeah, I mean. Spoken like someone who's using a 28 millimeter lens, I think. <laughs> Just if you had a decent focal length, you probably wouldn't need it. All right. <laughs> All right. Love the 50 millimeter range focal length is just like matches my brain and my style of photography so, so well. Like previously, I would always kind of wish for a slightly different, like, more zoomed out or you know more of a Mm close-up 50 is just to me good for 95 percent of the time and just ended up being like really perfect for this trip that being said i have to correct something so i did recommend last time what i bought was the 35 millimeter like 1.4 lens which is a 50 millimeter equivalent because this is aps-c not full frame okay i love how compact it is I find the lens is plenty sharp for my needs, has a lot of character, generally looks good. However, in slightly trickier conditions, it's horrible at focusing. Mm. (laughs) Like, truly horrible at it. Um, Like, I would say maybe a fourth of pictures that you would take would be blurry, like that kind of level. We've ended up being able to, like, work around it basically and i think when i was taking the pictures it was a little easier because i could kind of tell when it wasn't really like focusing quite right Mm -hmm. and i would like try different tricks basically when what i found at least when there's strong contrasts or like very bright light it would really kind of struggle so i actually ended up so i used this lens for the entire trip and because i bought this lens it was around like the holiday time. Mm-hmm. It was like an extended return window. I actually ended up returning it when I came back. Oh, snap. Okay, so yeah. for the same? It's just like a faulty one or like no, the, the actual lenses? No, I don't think that's a faulty one. Uh, it's just a bit of an older lens. Okay. And there's a newer version that's 33 millimeters instead of 35. Not really a big difference. It's basically almost twice the size and a bit heavier but focusing is much better much quieter a different sort of focusing mechanism i haven't given it extensive testing but just in my like at home testing with it much better so if you're considering getting a fuji camera like an x uh, an xc5 like the the camera that i have i would say i'd probably recommend the 33 uh, millimeter lens which is a newer lens cool. it's bigger bulkier which sucks but all right i think it's it's just overall nicer if you don't have if, if you can trust that your pictures are going to be sharp like all the time <laughs> yeah i still also struggle a bit with autofocus on mine but i don't think it's the lens fault like it's it's just the actual workflow of focusing on something mm. you know still not very used to it but anyway i think that's the user error not the, the lens or the camera 
Uh, cool. See, we're already past the 30-minute mark, uh, but it's, it's okay because we told people it's going to be an exception. <laughs> Starting next episode. This is what they always say. Next episode will be fun. <laughs> Two things very quickly <laughs> before we go. Uh, just another update. Like, I think it would be silly for me not to even mention that I built another app, which is out there, although way more niche and like, you know, not as mainstream as Handmirror could be. <laughs> But it's just that I, I was on my laptop and I, I of course, have the dock on my Mac uh, hidden with the user defaults to increase the speed, at which reveals, which is I still go to Kevin Clark's blog post from like, uh. I don't know, 2000s. I don't, I don't know. But I wanted to try something different and actually wanted to see, make the dock visible and slightly bigger when I'm on my external display. I have plenty of room. And so like hiding the dock is not really necessary and I just want to, because maybe I was designing Mac app icons for a while. I appreciated those. I had like, <laughs> I was going through a phase. I really wanted to see big app icons. So I was shocked to find that uh, you can't like have different preferences on the dock for like when you're on an external monitor or when you're, in this case, just on your laptop. Because I wanted hidden in the laptop, but I wanted visible and big on my external display. So that was like the idea. I couldn't believe that you couldn't do that natively. So I've built a little, it's effectively like a GUI wrapper for running a bunch of scripts. And I've built that like the proof of concept like in one night. And like, oh, I could do this. And then it took me like two days to write the actual app and the whole UI. And then uh, it took me like the rest of the days just to, I was trying to make it approved for the Mac App Store, but no dice. I can't run scripts like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up releasing it like outside of the app store it was my first time working with sparkle which is like a very old oh yeah wow framework to auto update uh, mac apps which you've certainly if you've used a mac you've seen this which you have that little window saying there's a new update available you have a, a section for show for the change log or whatever anyway it's what like every single app i think i've used that it's not on a mac app store uses including uh, sketch uh, why are you mentioning Sketch, Rafa? Uh, just one second. Uh, so I've, yeah, I've shipped that. And it was, again, it was like a little something that I did. I was not supposed to work very quickly, but uh, I'm really happy with the reception. I got featured in a bunch of like publications and websites that I never broke into with Hand Mirror, like 512 Pixels <laughs> and uh, like uh, Six Colors. And also The Verge kind of wrote a little something, even though it's not like an actual article, but just like a little whatever they have. So it was it was cool. It was free. It's out there. It was like a little distraction or break from Hand Mirror. And yeah, so uh, so I did that. I'm going to put links in the show notes if you feel like that's something you would use. And uh, right at the end of the year, I've also started a new job. Uh, I now work at Sketch. Hey, congrats. I started in February. Thank you. Thank you. Product designer at Sketch. I can't believe you didn't announce the news on this show. Still mad about that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. The timing was awful. Uh, But yeah, so I I started in February. So it's been like a month and still feels very new. The team is incredible. I've been loving it. I love the people, love the products. So I'm having a great time. And uh, yeah, it feels uh, extra special, this company and this product to me, right? Like I started my career with this app. Uh, We've talked about it for years and years and still do. I've interviewed the CEO and a bunch of people who work there. And like, I've always felt very close to the product and the company. 
but uh, we never really took the relationship to the next level. <laughs> so now, so now we finally did. And uh, yeah, so I don't know how much I'll like bring from work to this podcast. I you know, don't ask me about like future updates or whatever or releases. But uh, but yeah, no, now I'm finally a participant in the like design tooling space. Something I've been critiquing and you know <laughs> commenting on for years. I mean, a lot of this podcast has been around that, and so now it's it's just exciting to like participate in like what what not just Sketch but like what Figma is doing and what with Adobe and all these other competitors and friend and I don't know, partners in this in this space. Like it's it's kind of it's, it's fun to like have an active role um, in it. So yeah, that's it. The last. Big update that I... This is very exciting for all of us, honestly. I think I can speak for everyone in saying, like, we can't wait to see what your touch is into <laughs> like into apps like Sketch. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting. And selfishly, I love, I love the idea that I can now bug you about <laughs> specific features <laughs> that I need. <laughs> so send your complaints to Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> please don't <laughs> but uh no no no, just kidding but uh no this, this is great like i think it's such a good fit and yeah it feels like feels like a full circle moment for you and i'm really happy about this so yeah very excited for you thank you all right uh we like i said we we're still gonna do recommendations as part of this show as saying welcome to layout a podcast about design technology and everything else so let's do that let's start with my recommendation and I want to recommend a book. I felt like, ooh, that's like, I'm such an intellectual and like, you know, such an interesting person. Where do you find the time? <laughs> uh, instead of reading Twitter or Mastodon in bed, I just started not doing that and reading your book instead. I, I binged this book in like less than a week. Wow. Uh, it's called Recursion and it's by author Blake Crouch. Blake has other more famous books uh, including uh the uh, i think that the, his most known work is uh the trilogy of wayward pines it's like a trilogy of books which i think they've adapted it to a tv show at some point um but also he has another book called dark matter which is also very popular i'm currently reading that one mm. uh and it's been recently announced that apple tv plus picked it up oh, like yeah. adapting that book to a show but anyway but this, the book i'm recommending is, is called recursion and it's uh, it's very like sci-fi, like there's a lot of science and, and time travel, but not really. And it's so intriguing. And I think whatever I say about it, it's probably going to rob you from a cool experience if you if you decide to read it. But I'll just give a very very quick synopsis. Like you follow two characters, and you go back and forth between the characters, uh, the character's point of view. And they're this is they take place in different. Uh, times like one is way back in the past and one's in the future and then there's like this new i don't know what you would call it it's not really a virus but like this new thing going on that people all of a sudden like have this whole set of memories from a life they never had hmm. but these memories feel as real as any other memory so let's say that from one moment to another all of a sudden let's imagine they're like hey i have this memory of like this other family with i had children like i you know i i remember everything from that life but it's not real like and they you know and it's very weird and people think it's contagious uh and it's happening more and more and so you follow this character like he's a 
a police detective and he's trying to get to the bottom of this. But the book, it goes places. So anyway, if you like this like sci-fi type of like, time travel thing, it's it's really, really good. And again, I binged it in a week. So Recursion by Crouch. Links in the show notes. Nice. Seems really interesting. What's your recommendation, Kevin? Uh, so I have two recommendations. First is the app Posts. It's still in beta. It's a test flight only uh, kind of thing. I think I have some invites. So if anyone listening to this uh, wants to get some some access. Me, please. Oh, you're not on it. I'm not on it. Okay. It's like... I never really tried, but... <laughs> it's basically yeah. Design Twitter, the app. <laughs> so you... is very similar to Twitter where like... You know, you can post. Oh wait, this is the CV read CV. Yeah. Thing? Oh, okay. Th- then I'm in it. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Yeah, and you can follow people and you know see their posts. But really, like the first tab is sort of like the highlights tab, which is somehow different from the everyone tab. <laughs> so I guess it's like not literally everyone, but it's a curated feed. Um, but I just I open it every couple of days, and it's just fun to see all kinds of like inspiration of what different people are working on um is it a replacement for like a mastodon or a twitter for me no not quite yet but i do think it's interesting and it's getting it seems to be getting a lot of traction and everyone's kind of a designer on it (laughs) so uh it's pretty nice so i recommend it i recommend people check it out and give it a try and my second one i have a second recommendation uh which is an article from stratechery uh from i think that was last week where uh, ben is discussing basically like the bing ai assistant um and how they're they were able to like uncover the the personality that lies behind it, um, and the code name for it was Sydney, and so that's kind of like what ended up sticking as the <clears throat> as a name for it. I think this article should win like actual writing prizes. Like it's just such a fascinating article. I won't really spoil it, but it's super, super fascinating. Um, and I've been obviously like like everyone, I think, been very curious um, in the past couple of months about all things AI and like what does it mean for which I'm sure we're going to talk about it in this show soon. Yeah, for <laughs> AIs to exist and like what is consciousness really and like all of these very science. Oh, it's going deep. Okay, science, it's getting deep. These very like science fiction. <laughs> kind of ideas that just seem like real today questions now (laughs) like it's not really a theoretical like hey what if it's a very much a practical like yeah it's here (laughs) like we have it and Mm -hmm. all of these questions from all the science fiction things that you've ever seen yeah like they apply (laughs) like it's it's we're we're here so this is a great article and i like highly recommend people check it out all right and scene let's wrap it up let's let's call it a show Uh, it's good to be back we did not quite meet the 30 minute deadline but uh you know we'll work our way into it you can find links to everything we mentioned on this show uh in our show notes uh on our website that's layout.fm and you can stay in touch by following both the show and kevin and i on mastodon we are at layout or at rafa or 
at Kevin on Macedon.design. That's our instance. We're all there. Uh, this show was edited by Laura Kond, and our music is from Guilherme Silva. Links to his uh, SoundCloud <laughs> in the show notes as well. And you can sponsor our show by going to layout.fm slash sponsor. You'll find a bunch more information and also a way to get in touch with us about that. We would appreciate it. And yeah, good to be back, man. Let's, let's talk in two weeks. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>